you want to know what's sick and wrong? I just saw my first fucking Christmas advertisement. It's not even fucking Thanksgiving, and I had to watch fucking K Jewelers and some fat fuck Santa Claus uh, try to sell some bullshit fucking blood diamonds. That's sick and wrong. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, E. Simon. And I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? We have a hell of a show today. Really? Yeah. You want to know why I said that? No. Because uh, some people were saying that uh, I don't sound enthusiastic enough. Oh, if the tables turn? Because I used to be accused yeah. of not being... On my A game all the time. A couple of, no, I, I think I read it on iTunes. It said that uh, we sound like we're, you know, getting tired or something. <laughs> so I was like, really? Tired, huh? Well, how about this? This is going to be the most exciting show you've ever heard in your entire life. What's up, people? Are you ready for some sick and wrong stories? Oh, my God. There's going to be action left and right. We have so many guests lined up. And yeah, you know, phone calls, emails, Adam and Eve, plenty of tits. And this weekend, we're going to have promotion for uh, free tickets for the Monster Truck Rally at the Silverdome. <laughs> That's why, dude, I think we should raise the enthusiasm up to 11. It used to be, it used to be around 10. Maybe 10 when we first started. Then maybe 8. Uh-huh. Let's, let's bump it back up to 11. Really? Can we start with like eight and a half? <laughs> I'm joking. Because really those morning, <laughs> those morning DJ guys, they don't talk for an hour and a half straight. They've got like music, they've got callers, they've got commercials. That's why they can keep up the energy. Plus, they're all high on coke. Yeah, you know, uh, to be honest, actually, I could not listen to a radio show where someone's just screaming and excitable the entire time. I want something conversational, and that's what podcasts are all about, detractors. Right. So someone who's writing a comment like that is probably new to the medium. Right. Doesn't understand how crafting works. Maybe he should take some of his ADD meds. And just settle the fuck down. Put on – here's the ideal environment for listening to the show. It's you got to imagine like – A beanbag chair. <laughs> I was going to go back to um, – you know, like in Victorian times where you're the master of the house and you and you put on your smoking jacket and you start the fire and you sit down in your wingback chair with your Irish setter and your, your, not, you know, your I don't know, book about something. That's kind of the modern equivalent is you should do that and, and put on, but you put on your, your iPod player headphones. The iPod player, yeah. And I you just sit that. back with a snifter of brandy in your pipe. And just with listen some weed in for, it. <laughs> for an hour and a half and just listen yeah. to just, and have relaxation. Let yourself... Leisure. It's a leisure time activity. It's right, let yourself being, be involved by the dulcet tones of D. Simon. Yeah, exactly. Dulcet. Think, <laughs> dulcet tones, yeah. I think you're the only person I've ever heard describe my voice as dulcet. Yeah, I'm making fun I of you. I think me. the ideal time for somebody, in my mind, to listen to Sick and Wrong, like an ideal listening experience is if you're like a substitute teacher and you make your kids like read for a half hour because you don't want to do anything anymore and you or just put their sit, heads on their desk or put their heads on their desk and you just sit there and stare out at these young impressionable minds and listen to sick and wrong and imagine murdering them or what have you <laughs> who knows <laughs> that's also a good time so wackily um one hell of a weekend gotta say 
Yeah, well, um, uh, yeah, you know, uh, we went to uh, saw you at the elopement party. Is that what that? I kept calling it a reception, but that it's not really a reception if you're not coming, you're not receiving people from the on their way out of the wedding, right? So we're talking about our, our good buddy here, Sky, our good friend. He recently eloped with his wife and had their elopement party. So yes, technically, it's not a reception. There was no wedding ceremony. There's no receiving line. There was no receiving line. Yeah. So it's it's really just, it was a party at a bar. Yeah. And you know what? I have to say one thing. I commend Sky and his lovely wife for doing this because I thought they were going to have a destination wedding. I was under the impression <laughs> that there was going to be a destination wedding and it was going to be in like Mexico or something. Uh-huh. And it was going to cost 1200 bucks a piece to go out there. I would have had to bring my girlfriend and it would have cost $2,400 then. Really? Because I just would have not gone. Uh, you, would have had to, you would have had to go. You're that close so. to You're that close. You would have had to go. It would have been insulting not I'm, to go. I'm afraid of Mexico. Is Mexico just, or Belize or I don't know. I'm afraid of all those places. It was a tropical place, <laughs> and I know it would have cost a lot of money. And I was dreading it. I was just like, man, you know, because I can't say no. I can't say no. You, yeah, you do you, have a hard time saying no. But but you're also good enough. You're close enough friends where it's like by saying no, it's insulting. For maybe yeah. You might might as well urinate in his Jack and Coke. So it's like you know. I don't even, <laughs> I don't even think he drinks Jack and Coke. <laughs> <laughs> he should. They're, but they're anyway, delicious. We were all planning on this. I was kind of dreading it. And then, lo and behold, in the mail, I get, get a, not even an invitation, just a note with some pictures. And I get some invitation to the loan party. To say a memo. A memo. A memorandum. <laughs> it's like it says, a memo. If you're reading this right now, we're getting married. We eloped. We're getting married in the Swiss Alps. Please join us in November for our elopement party. And I was like, you're the coolest person I know. So they did have a des- They did go to a destination. They just didn't invite anybody. <laughs> they just went themselves. You know that is exactly that's that's the new black for weddings. That's the cool thing to do now. Okay. What? Why would you have a wedding where you invite your family and her family and have to like? You wouldn't even be able to get drunk. You'd have to be on your best behavior because she's going to be really upset with you if you're puking all over her mom. Right. And plus, I just have. Just massive anxiety about that type of a social situation. So I, I would just be miserable the whole time. And then you got to like be seated, and you have to have dinner, and then there's a stupid wedding DJ like myself, <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, that's playing like Prince songs. And but it's, it's just the whole story sounds. Do awful. you really? Do you really call yourself a, a wedding DJ? Do you have Do you have music themed attire like suspenders that look like piano keys, or a vest with like little musical notes on it? I have a sequence vest that I wear for weddings. Sequined? Sequence. Sequined. Sequined vest. A sequined vest. <laughs> sequined, a sequined I have a sequined I have a turquoise sequined vest. It's yeah. not a sequins vest. A sequined vest. <laughs> sequined. A sequined vest. <laughs> I pronounce a sequined. Do you wear your sequined vest frequently? I wear it for when I, my, I do my wedding engagement. You frequently wear a sequined vest. For when I do wedding engagements, which I don't do frequently, so no. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I did do it more frequently because you get paid a lot of money to do weddings. Right. If you wear a frequently, uh, if you frequently wear a, a sequence vest, vest, you frequently need to have the sequins reapply because the sequins frequently fall off the sequin vest. It's a, it's a, it's a novelty vest that I think I bought <laughs> at, a, at a, a vintage store or something a long time ago. But yeah, it works perfectly for weddings because everyone's going to see. That guy's not wearing a tux. That guy's wearing a sequin vest. That guy is the DJ because he's cheesy. Yeah. You can be spotted. He's a cheesy man. Mm-hmm. And then everybody knows when it's like, do you have any Phil Collins? Do you have any Peter Gabriel? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I, I, that's what, it's like a crossing guard's uniform. 
For wedding DJs. For wedding DJs, yes. Sky, our friend, spared us the pain of having to endure that wedding DJ. Right. And so it was great. I was like, you know, I saw this. I'm like, you know what? You did us all a favor. This is an excellent thing. And he had an elopement party. And I think that's what people should do these days. They should elope. They should go. He went to Europe. They went to, uh, like, Malta and Italy and whoa, all this whoa, stuff. Whoa, and whoa, 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 whoa. Don't raise the bar that high. No, I'm just saying. They, <laughs> just, they just did the honeymoon elope. and everything. Eloped just and did all their thing. You get elope. Came back. You get elope to Reno. You get elope to, like, weed. County, you know. I guess California. you could, you could, you could set the bar lower than uh, maybe other people, stocked but you could, in. But or... I'm just saying, elope <laughs> means you're move, you're going away, and you're taking care of that business. Fresno Come is back very and all we're beautiful. We're gonna do is drink. We're gonna drink. <laughs> yes, Fresno is very beautiful Which this time nice. of year for for elopement. But my question is, and this is what I was wondering about it: if someone does elope, does that nullify all matrimonial obligations, like wedding obligations? Do you need to still buy them a gift? Do you need to throw a bachelor party? Is there a shower? Shower, no. Well, get, uh, so no shower. I, 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 as a man, I refuse to even think about or acknowledge the existence of showers. Even though I know that in this day and age, it's expected of the modern, you know, sensitive man that he attends the wedding shower and all that. But in my world, it's always been about the women. So let's just throw that one right out. No shower. <laughs> right, or I don't shower, care about the gone. shower. doesn't even exist in my All right. <laughs> even for a formal wedding. But I'm just saying those formalities, are they dismissed now that uh, they've been eloped? They're already married? No, Can wedding we gift I say you still got to do. Bachelor party. Now that's a question that's up in the air. I'm wondering what's happening. I'm wondering who's going to organize it. We're, we're going to see. There might be a bachelor party in the near future. And the problem being, or not that it's a problem, because I would love to throw Sky a bachelor party. It's just getting it all coordinated. I love bachelor parties. I don't like coordinating bachelor parties. I love going to them. I don't want to coordinate them. Somebody's got to coordinate it. If it's me, there's going to be midgets and lots of cocaine. You are. You just started coordinating. <laughs> you get the job. Well, I don't but know. But there's if... been precedent is all I'm saying. All right, well, of well. of bachelor parties that have happened after actual weddings have happened. Well, the, yeah, the, we've had a couple, so that's why I'm thinking that that might happen. So I don't know. I I, I don't know if, if if by eloping, I don't know if you nullify those other formalities. That's what I'm wondering. I just always wonder if the 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 now wife is ex. Like I think the the bride to be gets kind of pissed off with the, you know that the bachelor party is happening and the guy. The groom to be is, uh, or husband to be is, you know, has big stripper, big fake tits in his face. Do you think they're more mad that now that they're actually married to that person, it's still going on? You mean that now that they're married and it goes on after the fact, right? Because it's a post-wedding bachelor party, I don't or do know. they just not care? I wonder if it's just like, well, whatever. He's married, and I'm going to cut his dick off if he ends up having sex with any of those whores. Or she just has his credit card, and she's all over, you know, or suing for half yeah. of what he's worth, or something. <laughs> You know, I don't know, but it it was a fun. It was a great uh, elopement party. Um, yeah, it was great. I had a good time. Got really drunk, but you know, the whole time I was wondering. It's you know, it was it was unconventional. I mean, they're both. I think they're are they both Californian. No, she isn't. Right, she's not. She's from somewhere else. But I know it, it was a very California. She actually grew up in uh, the Great White North. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. I, I didn't know if she was uh, if she was from that area, but I don't want to identify. But it was a very it was a very unconventional type of uh, wedding, unconventional uh, wedding, you know, wedding reception or party, party or whatever. Yeah. I was wondering though, did he actually formally propose, or did he just kidnap her? 
Well, the elope, but put her in a sack and just took her home. Isn't that the it's traditional definition of the elopement, where you just you run away from everyone and nobody knows what happened? But that's that's post the kidnapping. That's post abduction, right? I, I, I think what maybe I'm wondering is in the beginning was he just sitting there because uh, he he worked. I think at she bar. was going to work on a Friday or something. She was probably at work, and then she you she know, caught his eye. <laughs> or I was going to say showed she, a little lot of, showed, she showed a bit of leg to, that afternoon. I was going to say maybe she went to the supply closet to get so you know to replace her Post-it note pad, and Sky just jumped out of the closet and and With put the sack the, the proverbial the wedding burlap sack. sack over yeah the wedding sack <laughs> the wedding burlap sack over her head. <laughs> And the next thing she knows, she's she's roofied. And then the next thing she knows, she winds up, you know, she's in the middle of Europe somewhere in and, the Alps. Uh, and now they're and they're hitched. Which would be a kind of good place to wake up after being, you know, shanghaied. Well, it's better than whenever being, whenever it's, being, it's better than waking up in like a stable, you know. It's better than getting shanghaied and waking up in Shanghai. That's yeah. all I'm saying. <laughs> when you get shanghaied, well, you should wake up somewhere other than Shanghai. That's the best. You know, you're. Your churlish attitude towards uh, bride napping, as they call it, yeah. um, leads me to believe that you really don't understand that it's a, it's it's an epidemic in certain areas of this world. First world areas. <laughs> That's probably why I'm not as concerned. I wish it was an epidemic in first world areas. No, you know, uh, in Kyrgyzstan, mm. uh, which is a, uh, a, cent- a mountainous Central Asian country. I've heard of it. Um, bride kidnapping is uh, par for the course. It's it's reached epidemic proportions, and uh, there's a lot of uh, various groups out there that are decrying it as because it's um, increased the uh, the level of violence towards women in that area. Are there any groups that are pro bride napping? Well, that's I I kind of think where we come in. <laughs> the guys who are doing it, yeah. Well, sure yeah, the, the guys who are doing it, but uh, you know, but I they think, might not um, be as organized. I think everybody out there now has a cause these days. I, I've seen there's this uh, big thing that's going on about the gay people. Why everyone hates us committing suicide, and it's like called "It Gets Better." Have you seen that campaign? I've heard of it. I actually yeah, haven't like, watched any of the videos. Sarah Silverman's doing her. It's get. Didn't it gets Dan better. Savage start it with his boyfriend? Yeah, because there are a bunch of gay guys that commit suicide and. You know, they got picked on, and then they committed they suicide. P- they got picked on, committed suicide. And it's like, you know, everybody gets picked on in high school. Just roll with the punches. As not, soon as you not get the out quarterback. There, <laughs> unless well, no. he's gay. Unless he's gay. The gay quarterback gets picked on. But I'm just saying, it's like everybody gets picked on in high school. Roll with it as soon as you get out of there. You can fuck as much ass as you want, anytime you want. Well, that's gay not guys exactly have an true. awesome life. I think once some they get of older. these, I, you know, Mister Insensitive. I have a gay brother, so I I can say anything about the gays, and you can't say anything about me because I'm not homophobic because my brother's gay. Well, there, There's I'm, a little bit of that going on with you, man. Okay, maybe it's like you right, Jews but, and your Jew jokes. I'm <laughs> not, not trying to be homophobic. Nobody else can make fun of the Jews, but oh, you're Jewish, so you can. But here's what I'm saying: a lot of these people who committed suicide recently, these gay people, have been in college, so it's not all high school. Yeah, I guess they were being picked on in college. College is becoming the new high school. Yeah, people are people... dumber and dumber in college, and like it's becoming more and more mandatory to even get like a low level job. So, like the first couple years of college are turning out to just be like your junior and senior year of high school. Like the same immaturity exists. In it my really opinion. saddens me because I was such a mature person. Are you by really my junior year. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying that they have their campaign. Yes, I feel, I feel it's an obvious campaign. A lot of people can relate to it, and it's, it's it's obvious. It does get better. The Westboro Baptist Church cannot relate to it, but 
Yeah, they can't. Moving. <laughs> it doesn't get better for them. But I'm it's just going to get these, worse for you, for boy. Bride, if I ever get a hold of you, these bride napping people people laugh about it. You know, people make movies where they parody it, like uh, Sasha Baron Cohen in the Borat movies. Did he do that? Oh yeah, because he tries to steal uh, Pam Pamela Anderson. Anderson. Yeah. He tried to shove her in the uh, Kazakh wedding sack. Hmm. Well, I think a lot of people don't know that this actually does really go on, and it's not a laughing matter in no, Kyrgyzstan. I'm certainly not laughing about no. it. A few men here take in Kyrgyzstan take a woman's pleading seriously because girls playing hard to get is par for the course during the ritual of bride kidnapping in Kyrgyzstan. Um, apparently, bride stealing. The bride-stealing scene in the movie Borat, uh, Cultural Learnings of America for Make Benefit Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan, uh, was an accurate demonstration of the methodology. I guess they really do, like literally just grab a chick and just shove her in their car. They're not looking for like 45-year-old chicks, though, so that's a little unrealistic. Yeah, with hep C. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if they're going for that. (laughs) I really want Tommy Lee's sloppy seconds. (laughs) That's what I'm looking for. (laughs) Uh, Well, approximately one-third of Kyrgyz women here marry by means of non-consensual kidnapping. One-third? One-third. That seems astronomical. And the rise in kidnapping, they claim in recent years, is mainly economic. Um, said a lot of uh, of uh, um, sociologists in this area. So it's it's less expensive. People return to kidnapping because Kyrgyzstan has faced severe economic problems in the last two decades, and many villagers have been, you know, able to avoid paying a generous kalim, which is a dowry, right, and providing uh, wedding gifts by just stealing a woman. I've heard the same thing about Egypt. That that's why there's a lot of unmarried young men or even middle-aged men in Egypt because nobody can get a job and you're not culturally fit to marry unless you have a job and a house. They just can't afford it. Even if it's some cinder block shack, but you can't even get that if you don't have work. I don't think the U.S. is all that far away. And personally, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Think about but, it. But the U.S. is totally different. I, mean, I think that's a good thing where it's like you're not fit to marry unless you have work. Like in the U.S., we've talked about this before. You have all these sort of successful 20-something women who are like, you know, middle management or administration. House husband. Sweet. Not even a house husband. Just, and then they, get, then they marry some loser who like doesn't even work and just plays Xbox all day. House and husband. And he's like <laughs> – House, if you say house husband, you have to be taking care of the kids and taking care of the house. Fuck that, dude. No kids. Just, I'm a house husband. You're I just take the care house, of the house. You're the house cop. I take care of the dog. <laughs> I take care of the food in the refrigerator. And do you the do beer. the laundry? And you do the grocery shopping? Occasionally, I will go to the store down the street, get a 12-pack. I hope you like cans of tuna, baby, because that's what we got. <laughs> How do you feel think, about macaroni and cheese? I think American women... Could be more discerning. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying, Wackerly, is that these con- these Kyrgyz men <laughs> don't have to deal with all the courting. Yeah. They're more like American men. But think about it. I mean, think about it. If you didn't have to go for a long, um, drawn-out dinner at Applebee's or mm-hmm. Olive Garden, if mm-hmm. you didn't have to sit around and watch... You know, your girl and hold your girlfriend while she's crying watching that NBC show, uh, yeah, Brothers and yeah. Sisters. Yeah. If you didn't have to buy chocolates and flowers, all you had to do is just kind of sit there and say, that girl's kind of hot. Yeah. Go get your wedding sack from, the, your, from your trunk, sack her, and just put her in the trunk. All the female listeners' panties are just moist right now, <laughs> hearing about all this shit that you do when you court a woman. I don't do any of that. 
Well, maybe, you, maybe a you, couple of those things. Okay, okay, okay. You've never been. You've never you taken a, a long, girl on a fancy dinner. Yeah, yeah. A fancy you have, dinner. You have a long list with these chocolates and flowers and deep, long conversations. And I'm just saying, I've had to deal with this type of thing. And if but I didn't, you, but you, I would, I would, you know, if I didn't, I don't, th- I don't think I'd be disagreeing with it. But you're not doing. You're doing that to get laid. Yeah, you're not, you're but not, eventually to find a mate. Get, are you trying to get married? I'm not necessarily trying to get married, but I wouldn't mind having a mate that I can have regular sex with. A long-term commitment. That's what you're looking for. Yeah, you know? A promise ring. Do you know how much a wedding ring costs? According to those uh, diamond company ads, a two-month salary, right? On average, the average costs $2,100. Oh, I would have thought it would have been higher than that. In the, in the United States? In the United States, average cost of a ring, engagement ring, is $2,100. Really? I would have thought it would have been like maybe more like five to ten grand. Do you? No, no. It's, it's cheaper. Than, well, it's a little cheaper than that. But still, $2,100 is, is, is quite a bit of money. I mean, how much do you think a wedding sack costs? How much do you think a pillow, <laughs> pillowcase costs? How much you, what's the, what are the, $24. What are the guidelines? You know, like half a month's salary? Because you got to get a kind of a nice sack. Maybe you, like a. I would it needs say, to be tough because you don't want it getting out, but you could have like a burlap sack with like a silk lining. I think you need, though, like a drawstring or something on it to hold them in there. Like a nice cashmere drawstring? Maybe you, you, maybe make, you could spend a little bit of money, a little bit of extra money on the cashmere drawstring. Can you make a drawstring on a cashmere? I don't even know what. What is cashmere? I hear people talk about it all the time. I don't even understand it. I don't and know. I, get, I get that confused with Angora. Isn't that the sweater that's like really fuzzy? I just know that's another expensive thing I need to buy a woman in order to see her tits. That's all I'm saying. It's on your checklist of misery. It's on my checklist of, yeah. My checklist of sadness. D. Simon's courtship sadness checklist. People in Kyrgyzstan often view bride kidnapping as an ethnic tradition. But studies show that this custom has evolved from a mutual decision into a rather violent incarnation. Right, but you don't want to hit them in the face. You don't want to damage the goods. No, you don't want to damage the goods. But you know what's interesting about it is once she's brought into the house of the kidnapper, the matriarch of the family puts a white scarf on her head, thereby proclaiming the couple married. That's all it takes. On the kidnappee's head or on the mother's own head? The kidnappee's head. Oh. Uh, the groom then uh, would go to the bride's parents' house, announce that he kidnapped their daughter, and give her uh, offer a kalim of approximately seven hundred dollars in exchange for her, or three cows. So this really isn't like kidnapping at all. No, this is I like mean, a form- this is pretty much a formalized norm. It's almost an acquisition. Normal. It's an acquisition. It's becoming normalized. Well, yeah, it's it's become, where people are it's, accepting it's, it's it. It's a tradition. Yeah, um, a lot of these women though don't want to get married to their kidnappers. Um, and uh, so sometimes uh, when, they, when the kidnapped girl escapes and goes back to the family home, it brings an unbearable stigma. This is after the kalim has been uh, transferred or the cows or whatever, or the $700? Sometimes the family's just like, they'll accept it. I mean, she's kidnapped. They'll accept it and say, here, you and know, then the she's yours. maybe still runs away. But then she can't come back. There's a stigma attached to that. It's generally assumed that she's no longer a virgin. And uh, in Kyrgyzstan... They still use the white sheet test to <laughs> prove, and nobody else wants to marry her after that. What is the white sheet test? You don't know the white sheet? God, I haven't used the white sheet test in years. It's been years. It's probably been uh, at least uh, sophomore year of high school. When you're paying extra for a virgin hooker, you make sure you use the white sheet? 
Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. You know. get some of your money back if it doesn't work out. Well, because if there's no blood on the sheet, I'm not paying top dollar. Yeah, you know. Right. What? What if she's a craven whore, but she's just on her period? <laughs> you're gonna ruin well, your you test. Know, sometimes, sometimes I get Jude. You know, false, I, false even positive. the Jews get Jude occasionally. False positive. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do love the fact though that, like, uh, you know, they were like, "Well, you got kidnapped, but you ran away and you came back here." You must take the white sheet test. <laughs> bring the white sheet. Bring the white sheet. <laughs> He's nice. <laughs> the white sheet is nice, yes. Um, so, yeah. Um, but what's interesting about this, um, conversely, is not all women are unhappy with these non-consensual unions. Uh, many who are kidnapped claim they went on to live a perfectly happy life. Other women, typically older women, are the ones trying to convince the girls just to keep doing it. And encouraging the practice to flourish. They say, see, I got married this way, and I'm happy. <laughs> There's got to be some Kyrgyz woman who, she finds herself inside a sack, and she's like, oh, shit, for fuck's sake. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, she's in the back of the trunk, bumping around. And then she um, gets pulled out of the trunk, and the sack comes off her head. And it's like, Kyrgyz Brad Pitt. <laughs> it's like a fantasy come true. It's the it's every Kyrgyz girl's like dream to be bridenapped by you know Johnny Depistan or Brad Pergiz Pitgiz or some How other often does that ever equally happen? attractive Kyrgyz person. I would say most of the uh, the, the 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 people um, that are bridenapping probably look a bit like Zach Galifianakis or something. I'm sure there's some girls out there. I mean, she she comes out of the sack and she's like. Oh, he has the most glorious unibrow ever. <laughs> Is that my wildest hopes have been come true. I think they probably all look like Brian Posehn. <laughs> and that's why they're resorting to but, some and how, and how different is this from the woman's point of view? How different is this from like an arranged marriage in India? Do you still have no choice? The, still might, the dude still might be like a hideous ogre and treat you like shit. Or maybe he'll treat you great. I mean, I don't know. I think they use a uh, – I don't know if they use a, a pillowcase there though, like a wedding sack. But you're still – it's totally out of your control is what I'm saying. Yeah, maybe you end yeah. up with a good guy. Maybe you end up with a bad guy. Maybe you make the best of a bad situation. Yeah. I, I, I mean I, exactly. And I think if it's become a ritual, if it's become normalized in our culture – yeah. Then why is it uh you know why co- why is it a problem? <laughs> it causes a little bit of anxiety growing up when you never know if you're going to be put into a sack <laughs> between the ages of like At thirteen any time. and eighteen. As soon as you start getting tits, as soon as you start budding, your budding breasts come in. It's like. Okay, well, now I guess I can get kidnapped at any time. I'm just going to kind of sit here and. Uh, it's sack time. That's why now they're, the, that's now why is they're the time so hairy. The, sack, the yeah. season of sacks. The season of sack. Well, um, there there are a lot of people here in uh, in that area of the, of the world here. Uh, Anna Anara Niziova here, who's the head of the law department at Kyrgyz Russian Slavonic University, yeah, is trying to halt the practice, and I guess she's created some organizations that are against bride kidnapping. She wants the world or that area of the world to stop romanticizing bride kidnapping. Oh, it's even romantic. And don't infer that the girls are asking for it. So there are people who either maybe they even make movies or but at least tell stories about sack brides who like turned out really, you know, was so romantic. I just want to say right now, Sasha Baron Cohen, quit making shoving a girl into a sack look so romantic. I don't know if you, you I don't know if you saw that movie, but at the end no, of it, dude, it was hot. It was a sexy it was like the movie Pretty Women, women really? with uh, Julie Roberts. Yeah. 
Their union was made. They were in love. He shoved her in a sack. She tried to run away. He tackled her, and then he got tackled by security and, and arrested. But and she was they took the sack off of her head and they. Pam Anderson, were you talking about? Yeah, she was doing like an autograph signing, but it was a very romantic, touching moment of the movie because <laughs> that's what the whole movie, you know. Is okay, the, but what about this woman who's anti-sack briding? No, no, she's just bride she sacking. wants to stop the uh, the the bride kidnapping. Was she a sack bride? No, she Herself? wasn't. No. It, says, it says that she wasn't here. Is she married? I, I don't know. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I think she's jealous. I think Maybe I see, she's a little bitter? I think I see or, sour grapes. Or, sour grapes here. Or bitters, <laughs> as from the bill would say. It says here, uh, as a result, women uh, rarely start criminal proceedings. Uh, even though bride kidnapping has actually been outlawed in this area of the world since 1994, moreover, rural youth, rural youth here don't see other marriage strategies in this day and age. Yeah. A village men there hardly ever interact with women. They sit in a sheep market all day, and when they see a girl that they like, they just take them. Is this a Muslim country? Yeah, actually it is. But formerly of the USSR, where they would just been atheists, right? Yeah, but uh, I think officially it's a Muslim country. They say kidnapping is caused by an absence of dating skills. Well, I have an absence of dating skills, and I'm not bride-napping anybody. Maybe All I I'm saying, Wackler, is I think we could learn a, a couple things here from this culture. Yeah. What, what, what's the legitimate way to marry somebody in Kyrgyzstan? I mean, this seems a lot easier than any, anything you could even describe as being legitimate. I mean, it's, it's you know, you what, what if you is, bri- uh, what if you bride uh, nap somebody, somebody? What if you bride nap somebody and you don't even offer up the the three cows or the seven hundred dollars? Then that's just like taboo. It's just not done. Well, no, and I think I bet you if there's no dowry. At least you're giving the dowry. I mean, you could yeah. just kidnap them and just go and go to another country. Or I mean, if just you go don't a few towns over, if you don't kidnap her and you give the dad like six cows, is that cool? But I mean, what do we do in this country? We don't we don't even offer any cows. No. Where would you even keep one? I don't want a cow. Yeah, I mean, here. I don't have a daughter, like, but even if, if I did, I wouldn't even want a cow. I mean, all we really do is just fill them full of ho- false hope. Maybe knock them up. I would want some, like. <laughs> that, that's our kidnapping. I would want some, like, <laughs> pork belly futures or something. Just a piece of paper that says I own some cows and then I can profit from them later. That's all I'm, I'm saying is if, if uh, I don't have to go to uh, Olive Garden and have another conversation about 30 Rock for 20 minutes, I'm happy. What do you want to talk about? Talk about my new wedding sack. That's all I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go, uh, people out there. We're just trying to expand social consciousness about bride kidnapping because that's our campaign. Are you trying? Brides, it gets better. I was going to say, I don't really. At the end of this whole thing, are we pro bride kidnapping or anti? Are we trying to promote social acceptance or awareness of this horrible practice? All right, maybe we should change it, not it gets better. It's it's better in Kyrgyzstan. How about how about it's not not it's get it gets better, just it's fine. <laughs> just <laughs> let it go. I mean Hey hey gay kid, you know, people are picking on you and you feel really suicidal, but it's fine, don't worry about it. <laughs> Everybody's miserable. I know. It, it life sucks. It's it's not gonna get any better either way. Everybody feels as bad as you, and no, it's not going to get better for anybody. That's and put it this campaign. way, you're probably too ugly for a man to marry you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Wackerly, this is episode 252 here, Sick and Wrong. Quick recap of last week's show, episode 251. We had three listener stories. Listener one sent a story about a Farmville murder. 
Listener two sent a story about a hangman's break. And listener three sent a story about a Romanian 10-year-old mom. Well, the story they ended up winning, and it was actually kind of close, was the hangman break. Wow. More people found that to be more sick and wrong than the Farmville murder or the Romanian 10-year-old mom. And as a matter of fact, uh, someone sent in a story about the, uh, or the, uh, a news article about the, the young mothers like that. The Romanian 10-year-old mom is not the youngest mother on record. There was a woman in Peru, or not a woman, a, a girl. girl in Peru. A child. That uh, had a baby at the age of six. What? Gave birth at six. Yeah. That and seems implausible. They started menstruating young in Peru. <laughs> that seems implausible. It's the cocoa beans. A six-year-old weighs like 50 pounds. And the kid weighs like eight pounds? Or I guess it must not have been a healthy baby. It must have been like a two-pound premature baby. But still. It, it was a small baby. It's ridiculous. It was, I don't know. It was, uh, I, I think they called it the chupacabra. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, as soon as it came out of the womb, it got away from the doctor and scurried off into the forest to and breed. It just disappeared, yeah. I don't, I don't know what happened to it. to come back and haunt people from, you know, in the middle of the night. And then I came back and started doing commercials for Dos Equis. Most interesting thing. That guy's the chupacabra? It's the most interesting thing to come out of a I always wondered what happened to the pussy. chupacabra, but that's it. That <laughs> anyway, uh, listener to Hangman's Break here. One, episode 251. So congratulations. You get a sick and wrong care package. We had a comment here from one of our listeners, Swamphead. He wrote in. She, he voted for uh, story B here, the uh, Hangman's Break. He said she would be a great children's entertainer. If she didn't get her head fixed, she could do a head juggling act, spin it right round like an exorcist, and do some pretty fluid street dancing. Huh. Also, Crusher's ass in the members' bits picture section on the forum looks tighter than a submarine door. <laughs> I am stealing that term. <laughs> tighter than a submarine door. I like that. I love that. Um, you know what? And I like Crusher's ass. I kind of wanted to talk about the members' bit section a little bit later in the show. Okay. When I start um, uh, promoting the forum. Oh, I thought you were going to say masturbating under the table over there. No, I already did that. <laughs> I already did that. Well, people, you know the way Sick and Wrong works. Whack and line come the internet from the most disturbing news items of the week. We present the most shocking, disturbing, disgusting stories here on the show. Audience oh, votes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Audience votes. And the uh, winner does get a Sick and Wrong care package. You can send your submission to Sick and Wrong Podcast at homo.com. Facebook or the forum works as well. We're actually, we got a few really good stories here, actually. I uh, think you're right. For episode 252. So without further ado, um, actually, we do have some ado. <laughs> I forgot about our sponsor. Um, I'm going to do this one quickly because it kind of detracts from my excitable mood here for yes. the show. So Would get... this be the Audible sponsor? This is Audible.com, okay. which is our sponsor. Um, people, uh, you should know. Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment, information, and other educational programming. Bam! Educational programming! Bam! Um, just get an iPod player, go to Audible.com, type in the word diddle, and get your free audio book right now. Get a free audio book download when you sign up for a trial today. There's over 75,000 titles. Every genre, Audible has it covered, bitch. Big time. Yeah. Snap into an audible book. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that works. (laughs) Do not break your iPod player. All right. That's enough of the ado part. Okay. Um, Yeah. Let let me kick off episode 252 
with my first listener submission. Kick it! Uh, this story was sent in from Katie here on Facebook. Uh, she wrote in, I pride myself in not smelling bad, but I guess some women just don't care. <laughs> you know, Katie, I agree with you. Tragically, this is very true. Sometimes I've had to wash my wedding sack two or three times to get the smell out. <laughs> you know, and uh, it's not something I'm happy about. But one thing I can say, uh, usually no matter how bad a woman smells in her nether region, we're still going to go there. Yeah. You know? I mean, I was trying to imagine sort of a wedding or a, a divorce sack. <laughs> when no, it's, it's a divorce sledgehammer. <laughs> yeah. or, or, you know, you're just like, oh, wow, this bride is horrible. And then you put her back in a sack and leave her like in an alley, like three towns over because Actually, her vagina the, smelled okay, too much. It's, it's called the garbage bag. Yeah. Yeah. You just kind of wrap them up. Yeah. sack. Right. Know? Um, but yeah, you know, it, it, despite how bad a girl smells down there, we, you, we, we still have no qualms about going down, downtown. Maybe downtown, but we'll still go There's there. There's some threshold, though. I mean, if it smells like rotting corpses, <laughs> human corpses, fish, dead fish maybe is fine, but like human, you know, decay... Well, answer me this, Wagley. When I read this story, tell me at the end of this narrative here... If you would have gone there. Okay. But I don't have like a scratch and sniff, so it's going to be kind of, I'm going to have to sort of imagine it. I'll have to give you visual smells. I'm going to have to imagine the five sensations. Melissa Lee Williams, a West Virginia woman age 41, is facing assault and weapons charges after allegedly waving a knife at two men who declined her demands to engage in sexual conduct at a motor inn. West so that, uh, you're having me believe that there's dudes in a motor end who are declining sex from a female it who's is, 41. It is incredulous. It sounds incredulous. But okay. let me go on. But, but there's three things here about this story. There's three elements here that you just makes this story just gives it that little bit more class. The North, West Virginia motor end woman demanding sex. Yes. Those three elements just work hand in hand. Just to add, just to, that sounds pretty that, classy. That element of class to the story here, according to investigators, Melissa Williams, who lives four doors down from her estranged husband at the motor inn, showed up at her estranged husband's door and asked Danny Williams and another man to quote unquote eat my pussy. <laughs> <laughs> That's sexy talk right there in West Virginia. Uh-huh. Um, so the motor inn is a motel, a roadside motel, a roadside motel. There, yeah. There's the doors to the rooms open right out to the outside. There's no hallway. There maybe is an ice machine. I think there is I an think ice. There machine. There might be an ice machine. The rooms get cleaned every day, probably. Maybe or but, at least three times a week. I think it's nice that uh, you know it's 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 funny to me that she actually lives at the motor inn. I did I didn't know people live there. I didn't know people habitate the motor in i'm thinking it's probably like a hundred bucks a week you think yeah weekly rate a weekly rate motel so four hundred dollars a month although that seems pretty expensive but yeah probably yeah i don't Maybe know less. i mean i don't personally i don't think the motor in here sounds uh sounds like it's on par with the best western but it's no, probably close no that's that's a couple tiers above the motor in yeah it's probably close uh so 
she she went to these men, her her strange husband, another man, to eat her and asked them to eat her pussy. At this point, Williams, uh, her husband, or Williams, uh, the the woman here, Williams. Uh, <laughs> they pick, still retain uh, the same last name because they're tradition. Yeah. At this point, Williams is getting a little confused there. Melissa Williams commenced to undress herself. Danny Williams, her uh, her estranged husband, declined said invitation. Yeah, he doesn't want to even see that. The other man. Adam Watson told cops that he agreed to perform at her request. And she was asking this of everybody in the room, right? I guess there were just two guys in the room, yeah, just kind of hanging out, drinking beer. The ex-husband and the dude, or and the ex-husband buddy. and two Ex-husband dudes? and his okay. buddy, yeah. So is that a faux pas? For, for it, the ex-husband's or if you If you in? and I are hanging in here doing a podcast, drinking, and... Uh, My ex-girlfriend walks in? Ex-wife, let's say. Okay. Opens the door and says, "You know, which one of you guys is going to have sexual relations with me?" And you say, "No." Am I? Are you cool with me stepping up and being like, "Well, I will." I guess wackily, if 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 you have that um, such a relaxed attitude towards my sloppy seconds, and go right ahead. I feel like sloppy seconds needs to be like it within the same hour. That sloppy seconds. Yeah. All right. Just having sex with a person who you've had sex with in the past—that's not a sloppy second. Assuming she's washed her vagina out. I don't know how many of your ex-girlfriends I would go for, but then again, I don't like chicks with dicks. (laughs) You just haven't tried it yet. Um, Adam Watson said he agreed to perform at her request. I'm picturing both these guys, her ex-husband and this dude, to kind of look like Chuck or Paul. They probably look exactly alike. I I picture them both to look like, in my mind, they both look like Chuck or Paul. He agreed to perform at her request, but however, as he approached Melissa Williams, who... She undressed herself, so she's not actually wearing any bottoms. No pants, no panties. She's naked from the waist down. So she half undressed. She half undressed. You can't see her ginormous, flabby gut. No. The, the uh, just probably helpful. titties yeah. are um, underneath a Target bra. Probably helps. Yeah. Uh, he became overwhelmed by horrible vaginal odor emitting from Melissa Williams. And understandably, declined to proceed any further. So there is a threshold. Well, what's interesting to me is the way they're making this sound. Is it, it makes it sound that there is like a putrid cloud of, of Zyklon B rotten crotch <laughs> emitting from her vagina. Like, don't you kind of see this like green cloud? Yeah, I was like going to say, is it visible? <laughs> That's what the, the way they make it sound. Yeah, like swamp gas. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Are there I mean, flies buzzing swamp around it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my new term for queefing is now, swamp gas. Right. Well, apparently uh, this did not please Melissa Williams. She uh, allegedly produced a lock-back folding knife, opened it, pointed the weapon at her strange husband, the other man, and then reportedly uttered a line that has never before been memorialized in police report. Somebody's going to eat my pussy, or I'm going to cut your fucking throat out. <laughs> That's determination. That's a woman. That's a woman. Um, although, you know what? I, I got to disagree with this. I swear I heard B. Arthur say that in the Golden Girls once. Really? Yeah. Are you sure it was B. Arthur, or was it a Barbara Bush? Because sometimes you get them confused. They, they look alike. They both have played starring roles in my masturbation <laughs> theater, so I get confused sometimes. <laughs> 
Um, this is what's interesting to me, though, here. When Deputy Mellinger arrived on the scene, he observed Williams, who, like the two men, was extremely intoxicated. She was nude from the waist down. Um, after pocketing a knife that was on a coffee table in front of her, he arrested her for domestic assault and brandishing a deadly weapon. Now, but what, <laughs> we missed the most important part. Did the cop or sheriff or whatever he was corroborate the rankness of her vaginas? The, you know, they do not specify if the cop came in wearing a gas mask or if the <laughs> cop just walked in and was just like, damn! Hazmat suit. <laughs> We've got a report of an extremely stinky vagina. Uh, uh, please arrive in Class 3 uh, encapsulated uniform. Well, there's more. there are more unknowns than just that there, Wackley. Who called the police? Hmm. No one Good says point. who called the police. Number two... What were they doing while the police were coming? It sounds like here she just kind of was like, you know what? Neither one of you guys are going to take me up on my offer. So I'm just going to kind of hang out, drink some beer, not put any pants on. Just let my stinky vagina just contaminate the area, you know? If you're really drunk watching NASCAR in a motor <laughs> in, do you really care? Yeah, I don't know. This just light like, up a cigarette. I swear to God, dude. This or says, as I like to say, cigarette. <laughs> This sounds like a whole Jeff Foxworthy joke. No. Doesn't it? No. <laughs> or is that it's not family friendly enough? That's not family friendly. Okay. Jeff Foxworthy can't be doing that kind of joke. Yeah. Well, it doesn't Maybe surprise Maybe on his podcast, me. his rated X podcast <laughs> that he does for true fans. It doesn't surprise me with vaginal odor like that that could stop a man in his tracks um, that her husband is estranged. What I do wonder, though, is what causes such severe vaginal odor? Whew. Don't ask me. Wiping back to front? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's some other I, things that girls always say they're not supposed to do, right? Like, they're, they're not supposed to eat certain foods Well, they're definitely not supposed to wipe back to front. No, I, well, that's I, I the first I mean, thing I thought of. I, I'm picturing not showering ever. But can't they even fuck up their, their hoo-ha, like, if they use, like, normal soap down there? Isn't that also a no-no? Because you, like, wa- wash out all the normal good bacteria? You know what it is? A it's lot not of like women, balls. A lot of women get tampons stuck way in there. Like <laughs> yeah, or like inside. a condom that they didn't know about for three days. It's not like balls, right? Balls, you just, you just scrub them up. Just scrub some balls. They're exterior. Yeah. There's, it's there, all exterior. Are, there are internal cavities inside of a woman that are places that an odor can proliferate. And when you're circumcised, everything down there is all exterior. You just scrub everything. You just like go at it with a <laughs> SOS pad. Right, right, right there, and it's done. Wash like off. steel some wool. Some soap. Yeah. yeah. But with a woman, I mean, you can't really do that. And what goes on in so there? It's places. like a fucking science experiment. But have you ever encountered that? Have you ever have you ever had sex with a woman whose vaginal odor was so con- like all all overpowering that it just terminated sexual activity? Like sexual activity is discontinued now. You're not talking about crotch, just general crotch odor, like 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 ass crack bo. I'm not talking, You're talking about like crack. vaginal. I'm talking about like weird. Like vaginal scent. weird smell, whether due to a yeast infection or uh, you know uh, just kind of a a marine life odor, <laughs> rotting no, fish odor from that area. That. I can't say you know, that. I, 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 maybe I have a high threshold. Maybe like you know that smell doesn't bother me, but I never it never has seemed that bad to me. I don't want to say that uh, you know I've had sex with uh, women dirty girls with loose morals, <laughs> <laughs> but I have been I have encountered a couple where you know. We might not have showered for a day or two, and uh, 
you're having like a lost weekend experiment. Yeah, experience. and it's like you know we've been up. It's it's, it's been cocaine, been doing some MDMA, cocaine, some drugs, alcohol. So, you know, I have a lot of de- uh, deposits in her love wallet that might have been unwashed. And yeah, the smell was enough for me not to want to go downtown with my mouth, but not willing to stop me from going there. You know, as you could say, dude, you could wash a penis. Well, that that brings up a separate point. I mean, if on if on Friday she smelled fine, and you're the one who's been defiling her all, all weekend, and on Sunday her vagina does not smell good, I mean, there's nobody to blame but you. Yeah, it's your fault, but I'm just saying it hasn't stopped me. I'm talking about on day one. Like, no, day one, you know. Like, you just, like, oh, hey, you take her out to dinner at your Applebee's or whatever, and you do your, what else was all that other shit you were talking about that you hate to do? Have the conversation about yeah, friends. Yeah, about friends, eat chocolate or something. And then you're like, finally, know. the payoff, and you take your pants off, and, and you're just like, you Jesus Christ. <laughs> it kills, like, 50 million Jews or something. Right. I don't, yeah, yeah, no. Um... Yeah, I haven't really experienced that on the first time. But still, I, I'm guaranteed that's not willing to dissuade you from sex. If you're a little drunk, you're horny, put on a condom, you would still have I sex have with I have a clothespin right by my alarm clock that I was like, clip. But the only thing I feel that can really stop a man in his tracks, that can really stop a man from, from – I'm talking physical penetration. I'm not talking just like oral sex here. Uh-huh. I'm talking actual sex is uh, feces. And there's feces all over her vagina. I don't think I would stick my member into that. Mm. It's I draw the line. I draw the line of feces. I'm feces. That's my line. What about a what about a skid mark in the panties, like a bad fart? Little one, just little one. Yeah, just a little bad fart. I'm all right with that. But so I'm talking. Like, I'm talking a feces covered vagina. Just <laughs> like, <laughs> what about like just, brown beaver? Just what about cauliflower size warts? Like visual distress. Weeping source. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> I think that's worse than shit. Because shit, I'll just be like, go take a shower, bitch. But growths, you got to yeah, you like, jump out the window. You know, I'm going to give uh, – I'm going to think that there are probably some growths or some kind of uh, genital deformity or but something. If, some kind of genital skin ailment here. But in, in the case of these dudes, here. if every vagina you've ever seen has had growths on it, what are you Yeah, maybe know? it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Regardless, I'm giving this story a uh, five stars. Just because of its outrageousness and the fact that her vaginal odor was so strong that Mm. it stopped the man in his tracks. I'm giving it three because no vagina was was touched and nobody was stabbed. I guess if you take it literally, but I'm just saying, think about it, though, from the point of view of her vagina smelled so strong that a drunk man was like, I'm Two not going men. there. Two, Two drunk, drunk men. men were like, I'm not going there. Yeah, it's pretty disgusting. It all turned out all right, so I'm still getting a three. All right. Well, what do you have here for episode 252? Uh, Colin sent this one in. Colin Farrell, I believe. Here's a good old Florida story for you. Um, A guy named Beau-Henri Bruneau, but he's from Florida, so I don't know why he has this weird French name. Sounds Creole or something. Oh, maybe he's Creole. His his mom's name is Nancy Bruneau, which will become more apparent later. Bruneau is 29 years old, and he has a long history of mental illness, as many people on uh, the show have. Uh, he also has a history of violence and threats against himself. 
Actually, I don't think he's the first person that has either of those qualities that um, have been on this show. Also threats against his mother and others. Uh, police reports date back to 2001 when he had jumped off the Hollywood Bread Building. I guess there's a Hollywood Bread Company in Florida. And he broke both of his legs. You know, the original Hollywood was in Florida. You mean like they made a lot of movies there or just a Originally, town Originally, they Hollywood? moved it out, out, out west. I did not know that. Yeah. Little factoid. Yep. <laughs> you can learn something from the show. <laughs> Other than what not to do. I will remember that next time I have that as a trivia pursuit question. Just store it in the back somewhere. Uh, here's something I've never heard turned into a verb. He's been Baker acted at least ten times over, which I guess is probably from the context of the story when you are considered to be a harm to yourself and they can legally imprison you. A harm like, to yourself or others. Baker acted? That's yeah. the term? I think it's something to do with like you're psychologically like so fucked up that even though you haven't really maybe committed a crime, they can incarcerate you or they can incarcerate you for longer than they would for the crimes that you've committed because you're so nutty. It's basically you're a nutter and we're going to stick you in a closet. Yeah, so he's had this done to him 10 times over, including as recently as September 30th of 2010 when he allegedly threatened to cut his mother's throat. Okay, at that point, even before that, after he's been maybe locked up the first five times in that house, I would move across the state and never give my address. Whoops. You just abandon your child? That child, yes. He's 29. (laughs) (laughs) You know how they have those things in the hospitals where you can just drop off your unwanted baby, no questions asked? Yeah. What's the age cutoff for that? I don't know, but they need to increase it (laughs) to like really old. Push it up to like at least 34. 50. I mean, how how old could you still be a parent? You know, like old. Like, this is my mentally ill kid and I can't deal with him anymore. Or he's going to murder me. Yeah. You know? Um, not to give too much away, but uh, on Saturday, uh, Bruno was arrested in the affidavit. He told detectives that uh, he had a problem with his 62-year-old mother because he was upset that she was, quote, trying to kill him by neglecting him and yelling at him. <laughs> Parents are supposed to yell at their children. That's their primary function. At first, he tried to poison her by putting lithium in her drink. She caught him doing that and yelled at him, which I guess she was yelling at him. I don't think that's a very uh, 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 successful tactic there. I, lithium? Well, do, you, do you think it was his lithium because he's a nutter? Yeah. I mean, I just nutty wonder, people take? I mean, but can it calms you, you down, can you, right? Can, can someone die from lithium? Is it fun to take lithium? Can you take lithium recreationally? I think it's if, you're, if you have bipolar disorder, lithium makes you normal. Does it do anything to like a normal person? Can I get high off of it? I think I think you need to have like a tolerance. It's one of those drugs mm. that you can't just pop a pill and get high. I think yeah, it's like fun. after years okay. of taking it. But anyway, I'll stop I looking mean, for lithium. Okay, then. so now he's he's already trying to kill her by poisoning her. But she caught him and was like, "What? Are you, what are you doing?" I don't know why he would have that accent. <laughs> Henri, stop it. Uh, he with hatched, a voice like that, I tried to kill her too. Yeah, he ma- immediately hatched a second plan that involved interrupting her shower by fondling himself. <laughs> Which I don't know, where does this guy come up with these murder ideas from his insane mind? Yeah. Finally, uh, uh, after you know beating off while she's in the shower, didn't manage to hurt hurt her, harm her. He began hitting her lightly on the back, <laughs> and I kind of imagined something like this. <laughs> sort of like a massage, but a little harder. And she's just like, stop it. <laughs> uh, 
But it became, you know, it became a little annoying, and Nancy, the mother, began to hit back. Uh, so her son hit her son hit harder. When Nancy Bruno then tried to wrestle her son to the ground, he grabbed a hammer from a toolbox. Now he's getting the idea, and he slammed the hammer into her skull. Now that's an effective method of killing your mother. Now he's got it. I think he's got it. <laughs> I think Bye he's Jove. got it. By Jove! At one point, he tried to cut her heart out. Just to make sure she was okay, dead. Now, that, now he's going a little too far. Now yeah. I think he's gone over the That's edge. Overcompensating Jeeves. there. Yeah, you know I think it's you could have just stopped at the head thwacking. Oh my, this is this is too much. <laughs> and then he called nine one one. He told the dispatcher, "I just tried to kill my mom. I hit her. Then I hit her with a hammer." He kind of glossed over the part where he was jerking off. Yeah, he didn't tell about anything thing. about uh, trying to kill her by fondling himself in the shower. After I hit her with a hammer. And then I hit her with a brick. The dispatcher asked Bruno if his mother was conscious, and he responded, No, she doesn't have a brain, sir. (laughs) Did he remove her brain? When police found the body in front of her home, uh, a portion of her skull above her nose was completely shattered, so I think that's where he got a little confused. He didn't take her brain out, but he smashed it to bits. Wow. Uh, obviously, as always happens, neighbors describe Bruno as a loner who strolled the neighborhood talking and singing to himself. Sort of like Mr. Rogers. Just a lonely guy who lives in his place and sings and, and strolls he's around. 30. Has an outside sweater and an and inside every, sweater. But everybody in the neighborhood fears him. Yeah. Police reports uh, say that the family struggled with uh, caring for this guy and he suffered from manic depression. It's a frustrating mess, according to Jimi Hendrix. And he had not been taking his medications for three months. And I've always been, if people listen to the show for a long time, I've always been pro-mandatory medication for nutbags. Yeah, no, I, I, think they, I don't think they should have a choice. Somehow in the 80s during the Reagan administration, there had been this big, uh, or so I've heard, uh, you know, mental patient rights movement where people couldn't be forced to take their meds, and we're all paying for it now. This no, look, all the crazies are allowed to roam free. Yeah, you know it's interesting when uh, when I first moved to this country and uh, living in Michigan from the old country from the from the jungles of Africa. <laughs> when I first moved to this country, we we um, had to stay in this kind of uh, it was like a, one of those like townhouse complexes. Yes, it's called not the, not a motor inn, right? No, they're nice townhouses. They're called Old Orchard, but we called it Old Scumlord. Uh-huh. But there was a guy that lived like a few houses up that everybody knew. They're like, yeah, that's Peter Shem. He's crazy. Don't go near him. Uh-huh. And you would you'd see him just standing in his doorway sometimes, sometimes in his front lawn. Butt naked, smoking a cigarette. Hmm. Yeah, and everyone's just kind of like, "That's Peter Shem. He's crazy. Don't go near him. Don't just try not to look at him." So everyone just kind of ignored him. I, I'm thinking of that Frank Sinatra song. I did it my way. <laughs> that was he Peter does Shem. it his way. Don't mess with him. Well, he ended up, uh, I guess, going to the uh, house of this Jewish lawyer in town and uh, spray painting swastikas and dyed Jews all over the house and smashing his windows in the middle of the night. So then Peter Shem went away. And we never had to see him naked smoking a cigarette again. But they, they caught him and sent him away. Yeah, they got him all back to probably a nut house, just like this guy. He's probably back out, I'm sure, smoking and a cigarette that was naked maybe, right now. That was maybe early 80s, right? No, this Mid-80s. was like early 90s. Early 90s, okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. Well, after Reagan. This guy's after poor Reagan. mother. This guy's poor mother. Um, I am going to give this a four. For I'm you know because she should have seen it coming she could have prevented this I would have given it higher for the same reason like she should have 
packed up and moved across the country. But you can't. But once happening. again, you can't just leave your kid. But you can, you know, I don't know, lock him in his room, buy a nice straitjacket. Dude, you, dude, take him to a video arcade and drive away. <laughs> you can. It's twenty nine. He's probably like a homing pigeon. Twenty nine, not your kid. He's probably like twenty nine. Adult, but but he probably has crazy. A, but he probably has an ID, and the cops would find him and find his ID with your address on him, and they would just drop him back off, and then you'd be in trouble. I think yeah, you keep him where it. you can see him, keep your enemies closer, and just lock him in the basement. Yeah, I guess that's probably why they did use lock him. Uh, anyway, the fact that he tried to kill her several times, right, and then not only killed her but went beyond killing her to the point of mutilation. I'm giving it. I'm giving it four point five for the overkill. All right. The third and final story here we got for episode two fifty two came from TB, not tuberculosis. Just TB. Are you sure? No, I'm not actually. <laughs> it's a, it's it could super be super intelligent virus. <laughs> <laughs> they learned how to email sick and wrong stories to a podcast. It's the beginning of the end. TB writes, hey guys. She's a super bug. That's, mm-hmm. you know, that's what they call it. Yes. She writes, hey guys. Here's a submission that you may already have received. I hope it makes a cut. This small town disembowelment with bare hands sounds fucking sick and has Matthews written all over it. <laughs> you guys are the best. Keep it sick and wrong. TB. Our show would be boring without meth. Yeah. I mean, I'd like what? to thank meth. I would like to thank Meth for giving us 252 episodes. Yeah. Thank you, Meth, for helping us out. Um, yeah, I, I don't doubt that this, uh, well, I don't know. It's on the Indian Reservation, so it might have been Meth and a combination of Meth and Firewater. The old Firewater. Okay, Indians love the Firewater. And I'm not talking Dot Indians I'm talk, or Slurpee Indians. I'm talking Feather Indians. Um, that term has been updated. Now it's Casino. Oh, casino! Indians. Yeah, because feather, you know, it's like oh, like they're running around in the plains with feathers in their hair. Like that, that's kind of derogatory. But because they aspire to casinos. Yeah, I guess we did give them. That's that's our way of saying, I'm sorry, man. You know, I'm sorry yeah. for the smallpox and the blankets. I have a million dollars a year because you're you're one tenth of a of a tribe or know? something like that. Sorry for addicting you to alcohol, fire water. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please investigate a shocking murder at the. Jemez Indian Reservation. Jemez. Yeah, J-E-M-E-Z. J-E-M, okay. It doesn't like, really sound like Indian. It doesn't this sound is like a Chippewa. We- this or- is, yeah, this is a West Coast, Southwest thing where... New Mexico, yeah. They, you know, there's like Spanish, Mexican-sounding names for Indian tribes and stuff. And junk. So what are you... Are you upset? Are you, um, are you lamenting the fact that they're not named like Chief... Short top, long back, or yeah. chief, you know, wolf claw or something. Yeah, yeah, you know, big bull, red balls, or something like that. <laughs> this is the same guy that's saying they're casino Indians now, not feather Indians. But uh, yeah, but their their given name should should reflect their heritage of you know riding across the plains, going like this. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they wore sombreros because I, their parents are Mexican. Yeah, I don't know if people if figure this out about me i'm like have super offensive thoughts until i have a friend who comes up and is like dude i'm native american you're a dick and then i'll never say anything about it again <laughs> so like every you know all it's slowly being reduced all my dumbass comments yeah you just wait and see um 
Not to uh, sway the voting for this story to influence anybody in any way, there's a warning attached to it. It says the following story contains graphic information that is not suitable for all ages. A disclaimer. Disclaimer. You actually have to be over 12 to listen to this part of the podcast. So uh, kids out there that are under 12, I'm talking to you, Scottish kid. <laughs> Just uh, turn off your iPod player. <laughs> or, you know, all the single moms who are listening with their children in the room. Yeah. Put the headphones on. Put the headphones on. And uh, yeah, this part's not for people under 12. So according to the police reports here, Lucas Michael Ray, Stevens Toledo, Herman... Belfast, what? <laughs> Bartholomew, stop, Todd. Stop adding to the story. <laughs> no, actually, this guy does have five names. Lucas Michael Ray Stephen Toledo. That's another hallmark of an engine. Because they have to honor all their ancestors. Yeah, so they, so they just each keep of getting their names. names. Yeah. So this guy's name is Lucas Michael Ray Stephen Toledo. He was 21. He killed Matthew Panana. <laughs> well, also, you know, his ancestor was a banana. <laughs> That's it. His, that was his, he doesn't have a spirit animal, but that was his spirit fruit. It was just a banana. It was a spirit fruit. He went on his journey and he was like, took a bunch of peyote. <laughs> and the only thing in the apartment was a banana. And he just communed with the banana for like three days. This big, huge banana. That was it. Right. Yeah, same thing happened to Rafi, but he was talking to the banana on the phone. <laughs> he called the banana. Who do you think this guy was talking to on the other end of his spirit fruit? Rafi. Probably. Yes. Or at least listening to the song. Panana. Yeah. No. So Matthew Panana <laughs> was killed in a ruthless way by Lucas Michael Ray Stephen Toledo. Uh, police said that while at Toledo's mother home, mother's home, Toledo and his mother got into an argument, which Panana was witness to. Panana left the scene because uh, he wanted to get a banana. <laughs> <laughs> take that out. No, don't take it out. <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm, okay. I'm going to leave that in. Candid. I'm leaving that in. This now. is on the blooper reel. Okay. <laughs> Banana. Banana left the scene because he wanted to avoid becoming involved in the argument. Right. Not to get a banana. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his mother left a short time afterwards. The mother that was getting into an argument with Toledo. Mm -hmm. uh, once Toledo's mother left the home, Toledo went to his bedroom to fall asleep. However, Toledo claimed the banana. What time is this? Is this middle of the day? They're engines. They they they're on the sun time. It doesn't matter. <laughs> well, still, the sun they, time does matter. What time of the day it is? But okay, the sun <laughs> was probably over. I'm just saying they don't they don't have work to get to. It's like the casino doesn't force them to come there at a certain time. Right. It just produces its own money on its own. Yeah, it doesn't matter. All they do is drink fire water. Um, and watch wow. TV. Anyway, uh, uh, Toledo went to his bedroom, take a little nap. Mm -hmm. uh, however, he claimed that Panana kept knocking on his bedroom window several times and running away. Why would he do that? Well, what I find inter even more interesting than that is, since when did teepees have windows? <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. God, there's no shortage. There's no dearth of Indian jokes, I swear to God. Um, apparently, this really needs to be explored. Well, I, or bedrooms. I thought it was just one big triangle, like triangle, conical area mm -hmm. that, you, that you... Conic section. Yeah. Conic section. Uh, when Toledo had enough of this uh, African-American knocking, but I guess this would be different. This would be Native American knocking. Yeah. Be completely different than African-American knocking. Mainly because it's not on a house, it's on a teepee. Um, 
When he had had enough, he had reached his threshold, he allegedly grabbed a box cutter and a kitchen knife and confronted Panana. They squared off on the lawn in front of his mother's home. There's a lawn? Yeah. Okay. So this this is well, a, this is not I mean, a teepee. This isn't a teepee. I'm thinking all it's a signs point to this not being a teepee. I'm picturing motorhome. Yeah. Uh, Toledo then stabbed Panana several times in the back, causing him to fall down. When he fell to the ground, he kicked and stabbed him in the face several times, and uh, and then left him there. But Panana was still conscious at this moment. According to police, at this time, Toledo re- re-entered his mother's home and went and got another knife. He wow. also picked up a nearby shovel. He then used the shovel to hit Panana repeatedly and used the knives to slit Panana's throat and stab him several other times. I bought a shovel last week. Not this past weekend, but the previous weekend. And it's kind of an amazing implement. As I was carrying it you know, into the backyard, I sort of had visions of, like, this could be useful in a zombie apocalypse. You mean just for thwacking zombies if you didn't have a gun? Or, you know, lunging and, like, chopping heads off, that sort of thing. It's got a big flat end. It was one of these flat-ended shovels, not a pointed one. Are they heavier than a baseball bat? Quite heavier and longer and heavier so, at the end, so you can get a lot of velocity sharp. on the end yeah, of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You could probably totally slice yeah. through skin at that yeah. point. Yeah, shovel's kind of an amazing thing that you don't think about until you need to go get one. Yeah, well, apparently it, uh, it, it helped Toledo kill Panana. <laughs> Yes. Um, after he had uh, shoveled him a few times, slit his throat, uh, Toledo then jumped onto his chest and, or his stomach and then proceeded to disembowel uh, poor Panana here with his bare hands. Right. Um, Toledo then went back inside his mother's home. Was he trying to make a banana split? <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Seriously? <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm trying to get through this story, and it's... Well, I got uh, more. But he did have Saving the juicy up. banana innards yeah. on his bare hands. How do you disembowel someone with your bare hands? That's Native American, like, war time If you're a coke fiend, you have those big, long nails. That helps. But, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, maybe... He has a shovel. I mean, he might have just chopped the guy's stomach open with a shovel. And, and then, then reached in and, and you know, grabbed pulled the, his entrails the juicy up. innards. Yes. Yeah. Um, Toledo then went back inside his mother's home and applied black and white paint to his face and then put on long metal spiked bracelets. You know, wackily, I neglected to mention here that uh, Toledo's stage name is actually King Diamond. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if you knew this. <laughs> it was starting to sound familiar. I couldn't place it, though. Yeah, well, what the hell is that, dude? I mean, was, was he putting on, like, corpse paint? Is he in a black metal band? I, this is making me rethink the entire Indian uh, theme we're going with here. Yeah. Oh, but maybe if, you, maybe if there was a photo, you'd be like, oh, yes, that's very, that's very Native American. But I'm really thinking about King Diamond right now. Or who's the, it's the metal spike bracelet. Well, who's the dude from Slayer with the what's the guitarist guy? Not Tom Araya, but Carrie the, King. Carrie King. Yeah, Carrie he was King. big on the spike bracelet, but not with the white face paint, white and black. Face I'm picturing paint. the guys from Immortal. I'm picturing that kind of corpse paint, the black metal kind of thing going on. You here. know more about that world than I do. But this might have been something com- <clears throat> completely different. <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm kind of thinking it's probably not. I think he's a confused. I'm thinking this is lab. war paint. I'm thinking this is, is Native American war paint. Really? Because you... I'm thinking it's not different. I'm thinking he probably is a death metal fan. Like, who's to say 
a Native American guy who lives on the res can't be a big death metal fan. I think he is, and that's what he's doing. And we're trying to like read some, you know, some like Native American ancient type historical. This is my people. My people did this. No, he's like I he love. Did have, he I had love a lot of I love King Diamond. He had a lot of knives. He had yeah. some shovels. He has long metal. You know, this guy I think is a meddler. I think mm. he was a Hessian mm. more than anything else. Uh, an Indian Hessian. So while applying the paint, his mother returned to her home and saw Toledo exit the house. I mean, King Diamond <laughs> exit the house with paint bracelets and a kick-ass falsetto. He is pretty good. He can hit the high notes. King Diamond? Um, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, you're right. What was but, the band that he was in before he was just King Diamond? Merciful Fate. Merciful Fate, yeah. Damn good band. Yeah. Uh, Toledo exited the house with paint bracelets and with reddish stains, blood stains, all over his clothing and arms. According to reports, she was extremely intimidated, and she locked herself in her vehicle. She started the whole thing by getting in a fight with him, right? Well, yeah, she was, she was probably calling him a no-good Nick that needed to go get a job. Stop listening to that metal. Yep, stop losing that black metal. Rot your brain, cause you to kill Go people. Go get a blackjack dealer job position. <laughs> or at you least know, make banana splits at the <laughs> casino Sunday bar. The Baskin Robbins. <laughs> uh, while backing away from the house, she saw Toledo pick up the shovel and start hitting uh, banana in the head several more times. She and then rushed to the sheriff's house to report the incident. Um, after his mom left in the car, Toledo then went back inside the home. Drank a soda, which isn't too metal, but I guess he's covered in blood drinking a soda, so that's kind of metal. It's not metal. It's neither metal nor firewater. Yeah, but I'm saying it's – I'm, I'm using metal as an adjective. It's kind of metal. It's not very metal to drink a soda. Right. But it's metal to drink a soda while you're covered in another man's blood and entrails. <clears throat> Sometimes the quirky details are, are what prove the story, though, or what make it real. Like it's that's incongruous. True. He then made a phone call as he waited for police to arrive. Who did he call? They don't say. <laughs> I'm thinking it was Rafi. <laughs> ring, 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 ring. <laughs> so on the Sick and Wrong Star Scale, I mean, there's a. It's been a while since we've done a story here, a story here on Sick and Wrong with um, disemboweling and some disembowelment. That doesn't happen very often. Yeah, it's been a while, especially barehanded disemboweling. Sometimes right. disemboweling with a vehicle can occur. Or a sword. No, this is intentional disemboweling. This yeah. isn't like somebody got run over and was disemboweled. Although with a sword, I would give that uh, an intentional uh, mark. If this man happened to be your cellmate, would you play Uno with him? What else am I going to do? Yeah, well, you don't want to piss him off. Sick <laughs> wrong star skill, I'm going to give this five stars. If you want to play stars. Uno, we're playing Uno. <laughs> I'm giving it five. I'm going to give it a, come Mr. Tally, man, come tally me banana. Five. Way to throw in the last banana reference there. That was good. I've been thinking about that throughout the whole half of your description of the story. Yeah. Waiting. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he was sent away on that banana boat. Can be locked Ooh, up for years. That was good. You got we'll the, see what you the, got the last banana reference, you fucker. <laughs> we'll see what the listening audience has to say about that. People, go vote. Sickerongpodcast.com. You can decide who won episode 252. Wackily, we got a few phone calls, Sickerong Hotline, and a couple emails to get to. Hopefully, we have enough time for all of the above. Uh, before we get to that, how about a word from our sponsor, AdamandEve.com. It's Butt Plug Month on AdamandEve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new... 
I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. Wackily, uh, we got a few phone calls here. Sick and Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846 is that number. Let's play call number one. Hey, I know you guys fucking love it when people do this, so I'm calling in about an episode that's like two fucking years old. But listen, lambskin condoms, you gotta try them. They're fucking the best, but you can't fucking use them if you don't trust the pussy. <laughs> I think it was, I don't know what comedian it was, but he said, if you don't trust the pussy, Gallagher. why are you fucking the pussy? Really? Yeah, I think it was Gallagher. No, 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 but the sentiment. <laughs> the sentiment. <laughs> If you don't trust the pussy, why are you fucking the pussy? Think about what about because you're gonna stands? you want to get laid. Yeah, I mean, what about one night? What about people who go and uh, uh, you know purchase the, the uh, procure a hooker? Yeah, you don't trust that. You just want to get laid. I mean, th- this is one of those guys who his whole outlook on life is he probably gets laid all the time, and like he's got his choice of five different pussies every night. Like, well, I'll take the good girl. Why would I take that nasty, dirty girl? I mean, like, this guy's sometimes a if, you're, if you're like me, the nasty, dirty girl might be the only chance you have. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, some some guys don't have options. No, no options. But you got to try lambskin condoms, but only with pussy you trust. They're the best fucking condoms. They first of all, you're you're gonna have to talk the you're gonna have to talk the bitch into trying them. She won't want to try them. She'll be like, I don't want to fucking. Lamb innards inside my fucking pussy, and she's gonna give you a fucking problem. She's gonna whine and piss and moan. But okay, my question is, when when does a girl even see what brand of condom you're putting on? As long as you're wearing a condom, they're usually happy. How do they know that? They don't. Do well something. They do. You know just that. You rip usually a, see. Yeah, you can rip open like a wet nap that you got at the KFC. <laughs> And sort of rustling around by your dick. They don't know what's going on. Yeah, but I've noticed that more guys than girls tend to have... Uh, more guys are more willing to have unprotected sex than girls. I've noticed a lot of girls that I've just kind of hooked up with randomly have just kind of been like, you have a condom, right? And then it's like they watch you get... Uh, you're stumbling over trying to find a condom. You can barely open it up. You're trying to rip open the pack and you put it on the wrong way. Then you flip right. it over put it on yeah. the right way. Yeah, but, I, I mean, do that every time. Yeah. <laughs> every fucking time. Every time. But, uh, but I've never had a girl say, is that a direct condom or is that a Trojan? No. Because don't. I don't like Trojans. I, how would they even know if you're no, putting on lambskin condoms? They're getting stuffed. You could stick a cucumber up there and they'd be like, wow, your cock is so great. I mean, what, what, what about that movie? Uh, the movie with the chick that pretended to be a dude that ended up uh, dating the girl. And then her friends found out. It's called, like, About a Girl in the Trailer Park. About- the Crying Game? No. Madam Butterfly? No, Hillary <laughs> Swank. Hillary Swank played a girl yeah. who... I didn't see that, sorry. Boys, I forgot don't what, cry. I forgot. Boys Don't Cry. Boys Don't Cry. I didn't see it, but I know the That girl didn't even have a penis, and she fooled another girl for, mm. like, a year. What is she? Is her thumb? I, yeah, I think she had like a, some kind of complicated strap-on device. Oh, okay. Or a banana. Um, I had a point, but I forgot. <laughs> Let's go. Let's just play this out. But you, you got to stick with it. Fucking try it. And 
you won't be sorry, and she'll never want you to use a fucking latex condom again. And and you gotta, you also you gotta have a goddamn dick that can hold something on it too. You can't fucking have like a little tiny. And I think you had a guy call in two years ago. His name was Vietnam, and he's probably got a little tiny Vietnamese dick. He said it, he said the thing fell off. Well, it, it's not Vietnam, dude? like latex. It's, it's we haven't heard from him for a long time, but this guy's going to get hunted. <laughs> uh, put it this way, caller. Vietnam dude is not someone you want to piss off. <laughs> Which, but you just did. <laughs> you just did. <laughs> it's got some stretch to it, but it's not going to fucking stay on a little tiny Vietnamese dick. So <laughs> get yourself. And all our Vietnamese listeners are also out <laughs> to get you. Some landscape condoms. Make sure you got a big enough fucking dick to do it. You won't be sorry. You also can't be a poor motherfucker because they're expensive. But, you know, if you're fucking poor, then you're also fucking pussy you don't trust. So stick with the latex. That's my problem. Thanks, guys. Okay, so I'm out for a variety of reasons here. <laughs> I mean, this, this condom requires a very large penis. Uh, this condom Money. is expensive. Each one's like $12. Yeah, and, and I mean, they're not reusable. Why? What, what are the real benefits here? They, are they you don't seem very cost-effective. reusable condoms? Is that what you're telling me? No, but I'm just saying it's like you're spending twelve bucks for a pack of two. You'd expect to use condoms. it like three or four times. Yeah, I want to get my money's worth. <laughs> wow. Um, but okay, but really, why? Well, first of all, can we put point this out? Lamb skin is a euphemism. It's not the skin of a lamb. It's the it's the it's lower like intestine. It's a common misnomer, though. People don't know this. It's the lower intestine of a ca- of a of a lamb. Yeah, it's a sheep intestine. And that's what they Lamb make a condom sheep, out of. Yeah. But why, why, I mean, why is it made for larger penises? Because it doesn't stretch is what he's saying. Like a normal condom, they'll make it maybe a little bit small and your dick sort of like stretches it out and it stays on your dick because it's stretched out around it. Or this is more of like a sheath. It's just a sheath that you put in. Yeah. But what I like about this is it's kind of like how the Israelites used to have sex, you know? And, and it's like, we don't want to reproduce, so I'm going to go kill a lamb Stick my dick in its large intestine and then fuck you with that. Right. I like which, that. I which like makes it you wonder, biblical. like, why, 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 just end it with, why don't you just end it with having your dick in the sheep's ass? Like, yeah, why even sheep. stop? <laughs> why even go on beyond that? I mean, that seems like it's kind of productive Because enough. you're married to a demanding Jewish woman that's just complaining all the time about, you know. All right, getting pregnant and you having sex with sheep, so she wants to, you know, <laughs> she wants to have sex with you, but she doesn't want to get pregnant. Got it? But it, it, do they sell these condoms at like Walmart, Walgreens? I mean, is I this think, like a, a, a prevalent you'd, item? You'd have to go with like a specialty sex shop. I don't see these all over the place. Usually, it's like Durex or Trojan. Those are the two brands. I think you right? have to go to an Amish sex shop to get one of these. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can go to a regular sex shop. I don't think the Amish approve of contraception. Oh, they don't have... I've, I've been to an Amish sex shop before. Really? Yeah. Did you buy, like, a fake beard or something? <laughs> <laughs> sex with Amish Pubic women? beard. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, you know, uh, lambskin condoms, though, I've... I, you know, I've never actually really... I've never had an occasion to go seek one out. I'm, You know, I'm not typically... I, I wouldn't I, mind I trying sh- it. I should be more frightened of STDs, but my real fear is pregnancy. And I don't trust them to, because isn't there just a knot in the end? Like a, like a latex condom, there's no, it's continuous. The whole thing is like a big chemical. It's like a water balloon. Bubble. 
Yeah. You know? But, like, a, 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 apparently these sheepskin or lambskin condoms have a... Somebody's tied a knot in the end. And what if the knot breaks loose and my jizz flows freely to an unfertilized egg, which quickly becomes fertilized, and now I got that fucking shit on my back? Yeah, no, that's, that's true. That's my problem. I'm wondering, though, um, being someone who's had an STD in the past, I'm wondering how... You know how effective are these lambskin condoms at preventing STD transmission like, versus a regular condom? Not at all. Then what's the benefit here? You, you're at more risk for pregnancy. Well, I think they say they that feel better. Is that what they're saying? This guy says they feel better. I think this guy likes fucking sheep. Yeah, that's, I never <laughs> that's, get that that's All it's leading to <laughs> it is this man just like fucking a sheep. Likes ass. to have sex with sheep. Anal sex with sheep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So there he we go. seems to have a strong opinion about it. Yeah, I just don't. I don't know. He probably grew up on a farm. <laughs> a What's up? Farm. What's call number two? This is something we discussed last week or the week before. Hey, Chicken Ong. This is Checkpoint, your local lesbian calling in. I'm calling about uh, that one commenter on episode 249 about the ring, ring finger index finger length. And he totally got it wrong. I mean, almost right. Isn't she referring to the call by the, the one of the Sopranos that called in? It was like, your ring finger's longer than your index finger. That means you're gay. I think was so. It, wasn't it that guy the thick uh, the thick accent? Yeah. Okay. All right. So Christopher Moltisanti, I think. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> why why were you was talking about that? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. I, I thought he was going to get all raging bull on us or yeah. something. And, like, I, and I thought it was the last episode or the one before. And yeah, she I think says, it was a couple she, episodes She ago. says it was 229, which was like 20 episodes ago. I'm surprised I even remember it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's right, but your ring finger grows as long, like, kind of proportionate to how much testosterone you have in your uterus. So if you're a straight guy... Well, I don't even have a uterus. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even know there was testosterone in a uterus. Is she saying when you were in the uterus? In your mom's uterus? No, I think she's just saying the, the endocrine level of the okay. hormone in your body. I don't like to think about my mom's uterus. If no, I don't have to. But I dug it when I was in there for a few months. You fucking dick. I walked into that. Straight guy, you're most likely to have a longer ring finger than index finger. And if you're a straight girl, you'll have the reverse. But if you're a big old flaming lesbian like me, then you'll have a longer ring, uh, ring finger than index finger. And if you're a gay guy, your ring finger might be shorter, less testosterone in the womb. You know, it's interesting. I don't even quite remember what we said when the when Tony Soprano called in and asked us and told us about this. But <laughs> big pussy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know what though? I I ta- I spoke to people about that subsequently, and they said that's just an urban myth. That there actually there have been studies that have been shown. There there have been studies. I think someone went to like uh, the Folsom Street Fair or something uh-huh. and took finger measurements finger measurements of like seven hundred different people. Yeah, and found out that yeah, there is like uh, you know some certain lesbians had a longer ring finger than an index finger, but they said that there's no correlation between a testosterone level and homosexuality. How many dudes laid their cock on the finger measurement chart? <laughs> Just as a joke, like a hundred, two hundred. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I wonder. And, they, and then and the finger measurement guys like seriously, you you think you're the first person to do that? I think I was like, I thought it was funny. Well, you know, I think I personally, I think it's an urban myth. I don't, I really don't. I mean, 
Sure, I mean, there there might be uh, some kind of connection between testosterone level in your body and a longer finger, but I don't think that necessarily determines whether or not you're homosexual. Yeah, but I can't I believe that that's true. This is a dangerous urban myth, because I guarantee there's a lot of kids out there, I don't know if they're all listening to this podcast necessarily, but I think there's a lot of kids out there that have listened to someone say, you have a short ring finger, that means you're a faggot. And then they, in their mind, they're thinking they're gay, they're getting beat up on a regular basis, next thing you know, they're committing suicide, and then Ellen DeGeneres is saying, you know, it gets better, and you're like, no, it doesn't, I get beat up on a regular day. Like yeah. a regular, you know, regular afternoon. If you're beaten to death, like Matthew Shepard, or you commit suicide, it doesn't get better for you. No, it sucks. Well, you're dead. Yeah, exactly. It's, so I think it's, it's a dangerous urban myth that it gets better. No, it's a dangerous urban myth to <laughs> propagate that uh, that your ring finger determines whether or not you're gay. I think people. I think people should also know that it might not get better. No, I'm saying I think the theme of the show is it does not get better, people. Just fucking live with it. That's what you got to deal with. Doesn't get better. Doesn't get worse. Well, it, on average, some people it gets worse. Some people it gets better. But on average, it's the same. I'm saying it just sucks. Either yes. way you cut it. It's It's fine. like it does not get better. It just sucks. Right. All right. People call the wrong hotline. We always love to hear from you. 206-666-3846 is that number. We actually got a couple emails here to the Sick and Wrong oh, podcast good. at hotmail.com address. So you got to get through and then, uh, yeah, we got to get out of here. Um, first email came from Dave in Tennessee. He says, so I have this cousin who's older than me. And when I was like 11 or 12, he was entering into sexual activity with his sister. Naturally, to be a super cool, he would tell me all sorts of fucked up stories about his adventures. Do you remember With that? With his sister. No, I, I just oh, made, you that. Made, I that. made that. See, up. I don't know when you're I was, editorializing. I was completely editorializing there. He, what he's saying is he looked up to his older cousin when he was like, a, and his cousin was 11 or 12, so his cousin would probably make up stories about his sexual exploits. Or they were true stories, and they probably were about his sister. Yeah, they might have been. But anyway, I mean, do, do you remember that when you when you your you know your friend had an older brother, right? And uh, you know he got laid all the time. You're like, wow, dude, tell me about breasts. I, I never tire of those stories. You didn't even know what getting laid meant, but it was yeah. fascinating. Or sometimes they would give you a penthouse magazine. Oh yes, giant furry beavers. Ah, Loved it. It was amazing. So, anyways, he says he told me once that he had his drunk on. I love that term. I love that term. Because in, uh, in England, they say getting pissed. Right. But here we say, we're getting our drunk on. Um, and had talked this chick into letting him put it in her butt. Mm, fascinating. He, he, Even more fascinating when you're a young child. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's like a wee you know, lad. That's the forbidden zone. Who even knows what that's about? I mean, you're, you've never even seen a vagina. No. Yeah. So he said that between having too much to drink... And the aroma that hit him once they started, he began to feel a bit queasy. <laughs> so the anal sex was making him queasy. So I don't think this was vaginal odor. I think this was anal odor. Which is a problem. Though he couldn't stop then because it was, after all, the coveted butthole. He's got a point there. You know, it's once a girl is drunk enough to even fathom. Letting you go in there? Contemplate. Contemplate. I mean, after you've been hinting about it for months, you know, <laughs> she's finally at that point of inebriation where she's like, stick in my asshole. Uh-huh. You know, you're probably, not, not many things are going to deter you. 
No, I mean, the time is right. He said his plan was to finish as soon as possible and move on like it had never happened. Not a particularly flawed plan, except that once he busted off in her ass and pulled out, she apparently farted and blew both his load and a handful of Hershey's kisses all over his belly. Hmm? So I don't think these are actually Hershey's kisses. I think these are probably <laughs> nuggets of feces. Did he taste shit. one? <laughs> <laughs> I'm an empiricist. <laughs> you have to provide you know, experimental truth. He said it was too much for him now and almost instantly puked on this broad's back and ass. Wow, I would have loved to see that exchange. The fart, the farting of the semen and the shit, and then for him exchanging with the puke all over her ass. I'm reminded of Stand By Me, the pie-eating scene. Yeah, no, it it sounds like that. Yeah. Um, Now that I'm an adult living in the real world, I've suspected my super cool cousin is full of shit. Literally. Mm. I decided not long ago to ask him about it and get it out of him that he made it up. But when I brought it up, his eyes instantly welled up, and he started retching and gagging and puked at the thought. Now I'm actually convinced this poor bastard got some fecals and his own cocks not fired back on him. Poor guy. Anyway, keep it dumb, keep it lame. Dave in Tennessee. Dumb and lame? Okay. It's, it's a new thing people have been saying <laughs> It's a days. new thing. It's, it's a new one. <laughs> I don't know. If you're getting... You know, if you're getting the backdoor action and you get some shit on you, do you really have a right to complain? No, I mean, it's, the, you know, the... And he, and he dumped it's in... It's collateral he, damage. And he dumped in there. I mean, if you're going there, you have to expect something. Yeah. You, you have be, to expect that that might, that might occur. To be disgusted by it, I, I think it's kind of fake. I actually think it's kind of fake. <laughs> I don't, you know, I'm calling, you know, I'm calling fabrics on this. I think maybe you're right. I think this might be a fabrication. And there's, and there's like red herrings and misdirection. Like the kid's like, I asked him if he was lying about it. And he said, and then he puked. But I, like, who, who's to say this guy's not making up the story? I like how he, he just says, wanted to tell a story about some guy getting shit on. He's an adult. I like how he's an adult now, though. But so he's an adult. He's got to be like, you know, maybe <laughs> yeah. like in his 30s. His cousin's got to be in his 40s. Probably has kids and a wife. Who never lets him go to the back door. No. And here he is bringing up this story. The Thanksgiving dinner. At the dinner. family reunion. Yeah, Thanksgiving dinner. Sees what happens. Mm. The, one, the one in his cousin's defense, though, at that age, you can almost say anything to a kid. Yeah. And they'll believe you. Right. You know, I mean, God knows I have. <laughs> <laughs> a second email here came from uh, Angelique, also in Tennessee. I don't know why... She's in Kingsport, though. I don't know why all these people in Tennessee are all into the show. Um, well, you know. Maybe it's our, a great we show. We have a southern appeal. It's a great show. Yeah. We have just a, a good appeal. Yeah. And uh, in Tennessee, we've been promoted. Hey, guys. New listener. Loving the show so far. Getting caught up is going to be a horrifically awesome trip. Yes, it will, Angelique. <laughs> yes, it will. You think this is really a woman? <laughs> No. Angelique sounds kind of like a tranny, you know. It's a very tranny sounding name, but it's in Tennessee, so maybe. Who knows? Maybe it's a respectable name. After hearing the awesome medical story in episode 237, which I have no idea what that was. Jesus. I thought you'd like to hear something about happened to a friend of mine. Uh, He was a pharmacy representative working for a company that specialized in gynecology medications. I can see where this is going. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is one of the reasons he got out of the field. He went to an office one afternoon, and when he opened the door, he was bowled over by a foul odor that had taken over the whole office. (laughs) 
And when she's referring to, you think she means Motel 77 from West Virginia? Yeah. I think she means office. I think you're right. Motor in. Motor in, yeah. He said it was a smell of rotting flesh and garbage mixed together. See, this is what I'm talking about. Like, I've never experienced that. You know, I've never even that, come, that's I've be- never even come close to that. That's beyond just some like BO or some like you should have douched or washed your vagina. This is like real vaginal vaginosis. Vaginal bacterial infection. A six pack of Axe body spray would not take care of this kind of smell. Well, Axe is pretty powerful. <laughs> but okay. I get what you're saying. Um thinking about this mixture makes me want to heave a little bit. He asked one of the nurses what had happened, and she said an elderly woman had come in complaining of pain and swelling in oh, her Jesus abdomen Christ. and vaginal I, I don't discharge. Like this at all. They proceeded to do a pelvic examination and came upon a massive tissue lodged oh. near her <laughs> cervix. <laughs> they were able to remove it, and uh, that was the unholy payload <laughs> that had nuked the office with its stench. They cut open the massive tissue to examine it, and in the center oh. was an old miniature Avon bottle <laughs> that this granny had used to pleasure herself with, <gasps> but couldn't reach it to get it out when she was done. There's What's no telling Avon how bottle? long it had been in there. What's an Avon bottle? Isn't like, Avon like a... Like a lipstick canister? No, I think it's like a hand soap or something. I don't fucking there's no telling how long it had been in there, long enough for her body to encase it in tissue. Oh, my God. Which had become infected and prompted her to visit the doctor. <laughs> One word to describe this whole story. Gross. Keep it up, fellas. Oh, I, I like the cut of your jib. Angelique, Keenport, Tennessee. Well, people, send us an email. Podcast at hotmail.com. We do always love to... Uh, we always love the correspondence section of the, uh, the show. It's the best part. Yeah. Uh, finally here, Sick and Wrong Form is waiting for you to go over there and sign up and become a member of the Swarm. Uh, www.sickandwrongforum.com. And as I mentioned before, uh, we were discussing the members bit section a bit briefly. Yes. I also call it the I'll show you mine if you show me yours section of the forum. Yeah, it's very much like <laughs> adolescent doctor playing. Yeah, I don't get why is that uh, permissible. On the internet. Why, first of all, why is it permissible? We're why all adults. It, why is it sought after, though? There are so many naked people all over the inner tubes. Why must you see someone you're, that you meet on a forum nude? Because it's personal. Somebody d- even discusses that within the thread. Like, why is it important? Because it's personal. Like, it's a person that you're discussing things with, and then you see their ass that's as tight as a submarine door. <laughs> as Swamp Ed so eloquently put it. I think they're insatiable deviants, a lot of them. But it's not. Because if you're a deviant, you can find anything on the internet. It's a, it's a personal connection, man. I think it means something. It's meaningful. You know what it does show me, though? That I think uh, a lot of women, more than you think, are exhibitionists. Oh, yeah. Especially when anonymity is a factor. Right. I agree. You know, I think it's like when, you know, no one's going to know who I am. You people have never, I've never met you. Never will sure. meet you. Sure, I'll show you my, my bits. It's quite saucy. So all I'm saying is, people, if you're not a member of the Sick and Wrong Forum, you're not seeing an ass as tight as a submarine door right now. Well, you could yeah, be, but... You could be. Go sign up and uh, check out the members' bits. Also, if you haven't already, subscribe to the show via iTunes. Give us that five-star rating. 
It really does help out the show, actually. A lot of people listen to the show through different avenues. I know um, we're on some podcast directories and all that. Right. But iTunes is where it's at. And can I, the comedy can I add this, too? Uh, you know, there's more and more of these um, sort of professional podcasts, right? Like, yeah, we're indie. We're an indie podcast. Yeah, yeah. There's all these podcasts of, of like uh, actors and actresses and comedians and comedians who have agents and like you know like supporting net. Like even the BBC produces a bunch, and there's like network po- podcast networks, and it sucks for the indie podcasts to like fall out of the featured zone. Put it this way: Pat Oswalt could put out a podcast of him farting for thirty minutes, just different sounding farts, like you know high pitch farts, low pitch farts, right. You know, atonal farts. But he could just do that for like. <laughs> he could he could do that for a half an hour, and that'd be in the top five. Yeah, in iTunes. So that's why it's uh it's, it's keep the indie podcast alive. Right. Give us a vote. Um. Also, make sure you order teas right now. At the Sick and Wrong store. We're actually running out of the current design. I was amazed that, that we sold that many. I'm thinking partly because it's close to holidays right. and uh, gift, a Sick and Wrong T-shirt. Ideas. Sigurong Apparel is an amazing holiday gift idea. It's, really, truly amazing. Yeah, it shows that you really care about your loved one. Um, people, there's the Cafe Press store here for Sick and Wrong as well. So we have more Sick and Wrong Apparel and other items for you to choose from. So go to Sick and Wrong store, dot, or Sick and Wrong store um, link on our main page, sickandwrongpodcast.com, and buy yourself something nice. You know, why not? Yeah, make a pirate outfit out of it. Yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> Finally here, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week was sent in by Mark. Mark says, here's a song for all of the Jew rebels out there. Hmm. I don't know if he meant like Jew, like inbred country singers. Are there, are there any like, uh, I imagine there's, there are Jewish Southerners out there, but I don't know if there's really any Jewish rebels. Kinky Friedman is a he's a Southern. Yeah, but have you ever Jewish have singer. you ever met a Jewish person who had like a Confederate flag, you know, in front of their house? <laughs> I can't say that I have. No, I don't know. I think we complain too much. Too no, I've never never have. But you you as a Jew grew like lived in Alabama, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I lived in Alabama shortly, and I, you guys didn't have a Confederate time. flag though. No, we actually walked across the street. If there were some people mm. who had Confederate flags, because right. pe- people that had Confederate flags, they probably weren't too fond of Jews no. either. Um, he writes, I don't know if this song has been sent to y'all before or not, and I know y'all have a plethora of episodes, and I have not experienced the pain of listening to them all. <laughs> it's not an understatement. But I will soon. Keep it sick, keep it wrong. If it hasn't been used, then make it the song of the week. And the song that he sent in is called The Bruise. It's by NoFX. Uh, B-R-U-I-S-E. No, The Bruise. Like Hebrews, The Bruise. Oh, B-R-U-W-S. B-R-E-W-S. The Bruise. Yeah. The Hebrews. That's what I said, right? Um, I don't know what you said. <laughs> um, it's from the album Punk in Drublick, which is a great NoFX album. If you don't already have it, you should go out and buy that right now. Uh, it plays on the similarity between the name of the genre... Of uh, of oi punk and the term oi in Yiddish. Oh, get it? I get it. Yeah, yeah. Got so it. it's kind of cool. Uh, two members of No Effects are actually Jewish: Fat Mike, Eric Melvin. <laughs> I know a lot about that band because they're, uh, they're San Francisco based. Yeah, well, Jews are are very well represented in the punk community, not the rebel community. Yeah, they're they're more and they they're representing the punk community, but right. I don't know um, how many Jews are getting country music awards. 
Not many. Probably not too many. They only, might write Kinky songs. Friedman. They're probably producing. That's the only one. They're producing. Yeah. They probably produce a lot of those country singers. Yeah, I would think that would be true. So we're going to end the show here with the bruise. Sent in by Mark. Thank you, Mark, for sending that in. People, we will be back next week with episode 253. Until then, take it sleazy. Okay. As long as we're home by Saturday morning